I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am your host, Marcus T. And today we're getting into some strongly flavored topics. Now, last week I kind of alluded to what we are going to get into this week because for once I actually had a topic that I wanted to discuss. So uh, before we get into that, make sure I tell you to follow the podcast on social media, YFLF podcast on Instagram. You can also use that same at for Facebook. And we also have a group on Facebook that has some very funny discussions on there as well. So if you want to keep up with the show a little bit more, you can find us there. If you want to reach in and you know, talk about the topics that we've had. Give us some comments, some feedback. You can call or text us at 419-77-PICKY. That's 419-777-4259. Now, I have a series of topics that I want to kind of get into over these next few weeks. And I say these next few weeks because last week I alluded to, I wanted to talk about strongly flavored foods. Foods that have you know, strong, distinct taste that most people either really love or they just don't like. And uh, I'm going to get into cheeses today. So some different ways that cheeses kind of snake into our diets. Some of the strongly flavored ones, some different variations of where they end up at. But uh, I'll talk about a few more, you know, in the next upcoming episodes. And I'll be reaching out to see if some more people want to be interested in being on the show. I don't know how I just kind of worded that there if it made sense but hopefully it did so if you can think of a strongly flavored food that you want to talk about and you want to be on the show or you just want to call in and give me a comment on one of the topics that we talk about with the strongly flavored foods please reach out to the show you don't have to share your voice I know some people just don't want to hear their voice back played back to themselves that's okay you know text the show 419 you can go to yourfoodlooksfunny.com on the contact page. Send us a message on there if you want to as well. But please, we want to hear from you and how you feel about these muscly flavors that we're about to talk about over the next several weeks here. Because I realized there was more than I could even have imagined that I pulled off the top of my head. And uh, so cheese is where I wanted to start. Because it's a personal favorite of mine. It's been a personal favorite of mine since I was a kid. You can basically throw cheese on almost anything. And we're not going to go too far with what we can throw it on. We're not throwing it on chocolate or anything. Uh, but cheese, you it's in so many different varieties, there's so many different kinds of it. It's aged so differently that it has a pairing for just about everything. Just about everything. So let's get into a, a brief moment of silence. So cheese itself, okay, cheese itself is a dairy product, and it can be formed in many different ways. They've come up with vegetarian and vegan ways to produce cheeses, and I put that in quotation marks, calling them cheeses because they're not, you know, they are they are what they are. But to me, cheese is dairy. It's an animal byproduct that comes from, you know, mammals, and mostly we have cow cheeses in America. There are goat cheeses and there are a few other animals that produce cheeses, but mainly for this purpose, you know, cow's milk and goat's milk are what gonna, are going to produce the majority of what we know. Okay. So these cheeses are aged in different variative variations and ways. Pardon my grammar there. I wasn't an English major. I wasn't a major of anything other than food. So that's why I'm here. But cheeses are a 
aged and separated version of dairy milks that produce a very pungent flavor the longer they're aged. So normally more of the stronger cheeses you know of have been aged longer in more harsh conditions in order to produce that severe flavor that you get out of certain cheeses. And uh, depending on the environments, the bacteria that were used, the aging process that was used, the salt content, the type of animal it came from, these things can produce different flavor profiles, which kind of cover the entire board of different types of foods that can be eaten with cheeses. So let me start off with one of my favorites, and it's a strong one indeed. It's blue cheese. Now, as a kid looking at blue cheese, and I think most people's reaction to blue cheese who grew up in a normal Swiss mozzarella American household, when you see blue cheese, it's kind of off-putting. You instantly think that cheese is bad. And uh, for the instance, it it could be. It could be. But just like our bodies, because as humans, we are mammals, obviously, we you know, uh, have the capability of producing milk. But blue cheese itself lets bacteria take it over to a point of where the mold is visible. Or, you know, the, the blue in the blue cheese is, is indeed mold. But it's safe. Okay? Now, if you're lactose intolerant, it's not safe. So that, uh, for you, I'm sorry, uh, is not one of those moments where you just want to indulge in a lot of blue cheese. But blue cheese itself is a very strongly flavored item and it's become a very um very wide very widely spread and used so i've seen it with things like pears and you know fruit and uh salads and uh of course the main thing that i love it with is spicy items so blue cheese on any kind of buffalo anything is where i will lean now, as a kid, let me preference this as well. It's one of those tie-ins that really have nothing to do with cheese, but it's a story about me and I host the show. So you'll listen or you won't, but I appreciate those who do. Blue cheese dressing versus ranch. For some reason, I didn't like ranch. I don't know what it was. And Doritos. Remember Doritos back in the day, back in my day, there was basically two main flavors. You had nacho cheese. And you had Cool Ranch. And for some reason, I didn't know what ranch tasted like. And the blue bag just threw me off. I don't know what it was about having a blue bag that I just didn't like it. I didn't like the bag. I don't even remember tasting Cool Ranch Doritos as a kid. I don't think I tasted them until I was like in my late 20s. That gives you a reference of where we're at. But Nacho Cheese Doritos? Oh, Nacho Cheese Doritos hit. They hit. So... Back then, I was a fan of nacho cheese. And if I go to Taco Bell now, I'm getting a nacho cheese Doritos taco, not a Cool Ranch one. Even though most people, most Taco Bells still sell it, nacho cheese is where it's at. But the fact that Cool Ranch, and this is a long way for me to go around to get back to blue cheese, but Cool Ranch didn't seem right. And now I can stand ranch. And I like the flavor of ranch. But blue cheese with buffalo wings, blue cheese with any kind of wing, to me just tastes better. Because it plays off of the spice and it still gives you enough flavor to stay along, to stay on its own. And I don't know what it is about blue cheese, but that, that tangy, pungent, slightly smelly 
taste that it gives just works so well with the spice from the buffalo. So there's my opinion on blue cheese. I'll eat it with spicy items. I'll eat it with uh, sweeter items. It just it just plays well with these things. I don't even know if it really goes with this stuff. And again, there's no set of rules. And I did this on the, the flavor rules back in the day, which I need to kind of tighten up on the flavor rules. But the flavor rules means there are no rules. People think that certain foods have to pair together. You have to season things certain ways. And cheese kind of breaks that mold for most food groups because there's a cheese that can pretty much go with everything. Sweet, savory, dessert, uh, soups, anything can have some sort of cheese in it. There's a cheese that will match with it. But before I linger too long on blue cheese, I'm going to slide past it into some more cheeses that I'm sure you've heard of and some you may not have. So my next cheese that I'm going to talk about, and I'm going in no particular order, this is not alphabetical or anything, but the next one starts with a C, so blue to cheddar. So cheddar cheese, most people have heard of some sort of cheddar. There are a bunch of different kinds of ch cheddar. You know, you'll hear aged cheddar. You'll hear mild cheddar. You'll hear sharp cheddar, white cheddar, smoked cheddar. Sharp, and it took me a long time to figure out what sharp versus mild was, but mild is just a younger aged cheese, so it hasn't been aged as longer. It's normally softer and obviously more mild in flavor. Meanwhile, a sharper cheddar, uh, you know, or even a white sharp cheddar will have been aged longer. It'll have a stronger flavor. It won't be as soft. It'll tend to be a little harder. And when you get ready to melt it, it won't melt as smoothly as a mild cheddar would. Mild cheddar is leaning you towards American cheese type texture without being that soft. American cheese is not a strong flavor, but it has an, a melted quality that is so much better than most naturally aged cheeses so cheddar is one of uh i think it's like an american staple of throwing cheddar cheese on a bunch of stuff so like we talked about it doesn't have to be a slice it doesn't have to be a block a cube a stick powdered cheese most people don't think of powdered cheese but you probably consume it more times than not whether it be on popcorn whether it be on some sort of chip um, most of your snacks aren't using an actual, you know, creamy cheese sauce on anything anymore. But for some reason, I remember having popcorn back in the early nineties where they used to actually give you a pack of cheese sauce and you would dump it in with the popcorn. I wonder if anybody else does that anymore. If anybody knows of a popcorn company that still is giving out cheese sauce instead of powdered cheese. Please let me know somewhere because I haven't seen it in almost 30 years. But moving on from cheddar, because I don't want to linger too long on these flavors. You can let me know what you feel about these flavors. Do you know of them? Are you fans of the flavors? Do you like a more simple cheese? Like my wife, for instance. You, you know her. She's Mrs. I'm not eating that. But her favorite type of cheese is... Swiss or milder cheeses. If if it comes with cheddar, normally she'll sub it out for Swiss. And that's okay. Me, I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. The stronger, the better until a certain point. And then there's a certain amount of texture that I'm just not a fan of. One of those softer cheeses like a, uh, like a brie. I don't know if you've ever seen a brie cheese, but it, it kind of has this hard exterior. And then on the inside, it's a really soft, creamy, palish white cheese. It, it's... It's not my favorite. 
It's not my favorite. And I've seen it in, in a few different ways. People have put it on stuff. And I definitely don't like it on anything. Maybe by itself, warm, with a little honey, but just a little bit. I can't have a lot. I can't have a lot. Or if you put some apple with it, it goes pretty good. But I only like that in the fall. Only in the fall. It doesn't have a really strong taste to me. So let's get back into another strongly flavored cheese, and that is Gruyere. Now, Gruyere is one of those cheeses, as soon as it gets a little heat, a little warmth on it, it's going to hit your nose. You're going to be like, what the F is that? It smells bad. It doesn't smell the greatest. Like we've had several conversations, I think it's becoming an every week topic now that I reference chitlins. We'll get somebody to do a chitlin counter on this show at one point, but for now, that's my comparison. My cousin Nate told me a few episodes ago that chitlins taste better than they smell. And I told him they have to. They have to because I don't think there's anywhere to go down from where they smell. But Greer cheese is the chitlin of the cheese community. Now, it smells pretty bad. It doesn't smell terrible. It doesn't smell like something died. But it doesn't smell like something pleasant either. And when you eat Greer cheese, you get a sensation of you have overcome the smell that it gave off initially. Because Gruyere cheese tastes fantastic. For reference, when I make macaroni and cheese myself, I make a cheese sauce. Okay, I like a cheese sauce on my macaroni and cheese. And then I layer cheese in between it to give it the more, you know, crusty feel to it in between. But when I make cheese sauce, I use cheddar and smoked Gruyere. Smoked Gruyere has an even more complex flavor than regular Gruyere because it has that smokiness to it, you know, almost like it's uh, had some some wood, you know, wood notes that it, it just infuses in it, obviously, from the smoke. And then that strong, pungent Gruyere taste along with it. And then, of course, you make a sauce out of it, make it more creamy. Ah, it's just fantastic. Fantastic. I'll probably be having macaroni and cheese Sooner than later, now that I've referenced it, and I'm really hungry right now because I haven't eaten today as of this point in recording. But, you know, that breeds the most inspiration when I'm talking about food because it uh, it elevates it in my mind. So Gruyere cheese and leaning right into smoked Gouda, not just regular Gouda, smoked Gouda. And I'll tell you where smoked Gouda kind of hit a high note for me. That was when I was eating grits. And my wife, of course, is not eating grits. I'm not eating that. But I'm eating grits, especially if they have additives. So shrimp and grits, I'm a fan of, even though I'm not a big fan of seafood. But shrimp and grits, I am a fan of. And if you make it a little bit more complex, you add some layers of flavor to it, like with a smoked Gouda in your grits. And I used to almost sing a song to this. As I'd be cooking it, you're melting the cheese down into it. Gouda in your grits. Gouda, gouda. Anywho, it ends up sounding like a Swiss beat song. But Gouda in your grits. I fully endorse this message. Try it out if you get a chance. If you like grits, you like cheese, smoked Gouda in your grits, you'll thank me for it later. And moving on to a few other cheeses, some white cheeses, some cheeses that, you know, you're like, ah, I can take it or leave it depending on what it's on. So feta cheese. Feta cheese going into anything that's not Greek is probably a foreign uh, a foreign affair for most people. If you've had a gyro, you know, you've probably had feta cheese. 
Okay. If you had a Greek salad, it was probably feta cheese. But other than that, you probably haven't had it. And ironically, I saw this in a recipe that I was getting ready to do the other day. I made a Mexican street corn salad. It's a great salad. I love using cotija cheese in the Mexican street corn salad because I'm just used to having cotija cheese for Mexican items. That's just what it goes with. But it was like, yeah, if you want to substitute, you can use feta. I was like, feta cheese? Mexican street corn? Why would I Greek up my Mexican? Why would I do this? But, you know, they have very similar uh, flavor profile. So if you've ever had that white crumbly cheese that comes on Mexican street corn and you've had feta cheese, they have a very similar texture. Feta cheese seems to be a little bit more dense to me. It doesn't powder up as much as cotilla, but I like it anyway. And uh, also with cheeses that you might find in a salad, goat cheese. So I, I don't know if I reference goat cheese. I reference goats producing cheese. But as far as goat cheese itself, goat is good. Very versatile as well. It, it reminds me of mascarpone, but mascarpone is a very fatty, somewhat sweet. It's like a more flavorful cream cheese, I would say, that most people use with like an Italian dessert. So you would think of uh, mascarpone when you're thinking, uh, don't get me, don't quote me wrong here, but I, I'm pretty sure it's using cannolis. I think that's part of the filling in cannolis, but I'm not sure. Anywho, mascarpone is a very sweet cheese, but goat cheese can be used savory or sweet. So you'll find goat cheese in salads. You'll find goat cheese in a, a myriad of things. I don't even know if I use the word myriad right. Again, I'm not an English major. I went to culinary art school, so don't fault me for this. Uh, but goat cheese, I've used it in cheesecakes. I've used it in salads. I've used it in sauces for savory items. Very versatile cheese that most people just might not be a fan of because they don't know what it is and if you don't see it hanging in that section of dairy cheeses in your local grocery store most people are adverse to actually trying the cheeses that are over by the deli section you know in that little section again depending on your grocery store but there's usually a section of specialty cheeses over by the deli area and either you don't want to pay the prices for them or you don't understand what you're looking at and they don't give out a lot of samples of those cheeses but if you get a chance to throw some goat cheese in something, goat, pear, pecans, and uh, honey, uh, like a honey vinaigrette. That's good on a salad. Get, get you some spring mix field greens, goat cheese, pears, pecans. And I say pecans because I've seen walnuts before, but I, I'm a fan of pecans. I, I lived in Georgia for eight years. Pecans, it's where it's at. Pecans are where it's at. Throw that on a salad, maybe some cranberries. You'll like it, especially with fall coming. It just works. It just works. Also referenced uh, cheese sauces. Again, if anybody sees popcorn that comes with cheese sauce on it, cheese sauce, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see if these things still exist. Snacks that use Cheese sauce instead of powdered cheese because the salt content is high. And if anybody's heard me on this show before, me and salt got a love-hate relationship going on right now. Okay? I need to cut back. I need to figure out a way to cut it down. But the flavor is just so good, especially when it comes to cheese. Anywho, I've done a long enough rant here on cheese. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about another strong flavor. I'm not sure which one it is yet, but I have a few 
listed here. If you hear one that you're interested in being a part of, please reach out to the show and then we can get you on. So some strongly flavored items that I have slated to be on the show in the next upcoming weeks here. Gamey meats. We're talking about meat that you hunt. Stuff that isn't farm raised. Stuff that you don't normally find in the grocery store. Some venison. Duck. Yeah, buffalo. These these type of things. Uh, anything that you can hunt. Gator. If, if you have any experience with any of these things, reach out. We'll have you on. I got some interesting things that I want to ask people about on some gamey items. Spicy foods. Oh, Another love-hate relationship thing I have. Spicy foods, anything spicy. We're talking curry. We're talking jerk, Tabasco, cayenne, Louisiana, Southern. Whatever you got, bring it on. Uh, Garlic and onions. Very simple item that it's probably in a little bit of everything, but if it goes a little bit too far, it can make certain people cringe. Garlic and onions. Chocolate. I'm not a fan of chocolate. Please let me know. We've done a few episodes kind of dedicated to candy and chocolate, but, you know, sometimes it can go a little far. It can go a little far. And last thing was coffee or tea. Morning drinks. Not necessarily a food item, but it goes against food cost in most restaurants. So to me, it kind of counts. And you can have coffee or tea flavored items as well. So it can slide into the realm of your food looks funny. But with that note, thank you guys for checking out the show. Again, follow us on the social medias, YFLF Podcast. Listen again if you want to reach out to the show for the little aftermath after the theme song goes out. And we'll see you guys on some more strongly flavored episodes coming up in a few weeks. All right. Bye. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your Food Looks Funny. And call or text or reach out to the show and let us know what you think at 419-77-PICKY or 419-777-4259.